It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! What's up guys? How's everybody doing today? Hey, welcome well, to the All-Star break. Day. Oh yeah, it is chilly. We're all doing better than Michael McLeod and Cal Foote. Uh, yep. Yeah, so I guess should we start on that? Um, sure. it's be best to get that out of the way. Yeah, that horrible fucking situation out of the way. Yeah, um, yeah I really don't want to have to talk about this too much more. But it looks like this is just the beginning now of of the legal process of this whole thing. But um, so, like we all know that Calfoot, Michael McLeod, Carter Hart, a couple of other guys, gave, uh, took indefinite leaves of absence from their team to deal with the 2018 sexual uh, assault incident that happened up in London, Ontario. But apparently today they are now being formally charged. So the article here from the Devil's News, this was written by John Fisher. Per Rick Westhead of TSN, Michael McLeod and Cal Foote, who both are on indefinite leaves of absences from the New Jersey Devils, have been ordered to surrender to London, Ontario police to be charged for their involvement in alleged sexual assault incident in 2018. Per TSN sources, these four players are Michael McLeod, Cal Foote, Dylan Dubé, and Carter Hart. All four players have taken indefinite leave of absences within last week from their respective teams. Five players were sought after by the London, Ontario police for the alleged sexual assault incident in 2018 involving the Canadian World Junior Team in London. One of the five, Alex Formanton, has surrendered after taking an indefinite leave, an indefinite leave of absence from his team in Switzerland two days ago. McLeod and Foote had their leaves announced by the New Jersey Devils shortly after the Globe and Mail reported that the Ontario London police ordered the five to surrender. And it says here, the incident, which took place on June 19, 2018, was initially settled by Hockey Canada, the Canadian Hockey League, and the eight players allegedly involved. In May 2022, TSM reported this settlement that led to hearings in the Canadian government and significant backlash and consequences. So the London, Ontario police stated they would reopen the investigation along with the NHL and Hockey Canada, initiating their own. Per Westhead's article, the London, Ontario police suspected in their filing that five members did commit the crime they were investigating, and these five players may be the five in question. 
The London, Ontario police will provide more details and clarity as the next steps forward. On Monday, February 5th, they are going to hold a press conference regarding the sexual assault investigation on that day, and it will be streamed on Facebook Live via TSN. While these four NHL players have yet to be formally charged, that West End and TSN are naming these players as to surrender to the police to be charged. At that point, they will go through the Canadian legal process. They will have a defense mounted by their lawyers. They will have their day in court. They will be sentenced based on how the Canadian courts rule. Whatever it is will be what it is. This is a serious crime that McLeod and Foote are about to surrender to the police for. The hockey is the least important part of all this. To be clear, though, McLeod and Foote would not be expected to return until Chris, there is who a wrote legal this article? I'm resolution. just curious. This is a statement for, from whom? No, this is a – sorry. <laughs> An Wait. article – um, by on on SB Nation, all about the right. Jersey by John Fisher. Oh, he okay. wrote the article, but it is come coming from Rick Westhead of TSN's reporting. TSN so reporting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious, like, because I, I was wondering, you know, if it was just a news article or a statement by the NHL or something like that. Well, kind of in between, it, right? With TSN, it kind of seems like it, but it does mm-hmm. go into here. There is an outstanding question, namely, what did general manager Tom Fitzgerald and others in the league know, if anything? Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Chris. Like, the, the one thing that I don't know anything about this case, really, but the one thing that struck me is, do, do you think the timing is coincidental? Like, to just. Get these players off your team a couple days before the All Star break. Like, if you were the NHL, and you, well, they, 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 they were, were told go to... they, they were the league, the teams were told that these were the guys that had to be surrendered. So they right, got right, their but lead. They, who decides? Like the prosecutors decide when they're going to. They've been looking into this case for a long time, right? Right. So I'm. Do guessing you think it was coordinated for the least amount of damage to the NHL? And I, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm not saying it did or didn't happen. Well, but it notice, seems like it's very coincidental that it's the best possible time if the guys are going to get charged at all this calendar year. Well, you notice, too, that the Friday that these all these names came out, there was yeah. a big thing about uh, the owner of the Utah Jazz wanting to bring a, an expansion team into Utah in the mm-hmm. NHL. And that was like the NHL was pumping out that news early on in the morning, yeah. like, hey, expansion, expansion, expansion. Let's talk about expansion, not the five guys that are about to that you're going to hear are now away from their team. Right. But, and it's um, just weird to see that like maybe the law process is is working with them. I mean, maybe it's total coincidental. You know, just in not not that they're like affecting the case for the NHL but other than the timing of this cuz that right. that seems kind of coincidental. I don't know. Uh what do you think, Bobby? I don't know. I mean, they started the process a while ago and we we're talking about it over the summer. There's been updates that they continue to press. There was stuff coming out in the last couple of weeks that it was getting closer to a hedge. Um, I think it's just the natural order of timing for, for the due diligence that they were doing. Um, now, in, as far as what else is happening today, each of the players' lawyers have put out their statements, which is exactly what you think they would say that they you are have those statements. Not, I don't, you know, I don't have. They're all basically the same. They're 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 all pleading Clients not guilty. Cooperating, and they not guilty. Prove uh, their yeah, innocence right. throughout all this. But the, the problem is, I'm hearing some people say it was in another report that based on the Canadian legal system and where they are with this, it's, this trial could be delayed till 2026. Oh, wow. And now the NHL, of course, as its own entity, has court launched to do whatever they want with these players, whether they are in the middle of the legal process, whether they're found innocent, regardless, 
um, they could literally be stripped of you know their NHL NHL rights. Well, that's what I want to ask you. How do you know that? Like, how does that process work? Like, how does the NHL? What exactly does their contract say? The NHL has authority now that they've been charged to just basically null and void them as players or. As common you know, as I can put it, they have a, a you know a quote unquote decency clause, decency course, clause, right? Okay, and beyond, you. this is way more than just a decency issue, of course, where they sure. can just decide that you're a breach of contract uh, for conduct unbecoming of an NHL player, and right. even if you know guilty or not, as said by the law, right. um, the fact that they are involved in this puts them. Within yeah. the situation, a, that clause right? in your contract so that is, is not a, a matter of right. guilt or innocence. I got exactly. you. It, and there's a. I think we mentioned this last time. There's a lot of jobs that have things like cops and you know yeah. firefighters and teachers and a lot of jobs have those those kinds of clauses. Emily Kaplan reported that some of the players were directed by their lawyers to not tell their teams about the potential point. charges. Right, because some people are now coming aboard saying, "How do these GMs not know, or specifically, you know, ours?" Right, and mm-hmm. what would they do, and why did they carry us on so long? And now this is coming out saying, "Well, it's possible they didn't have the details; they weren't shared." The details. That's a nice thing to say if you want to make sure that the you're shielding the uh, ownership from having prior knowledge. It is. Which, by the way, I, I like. Look, I don't even have a problem with Fitzgerald hearing from his players. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's possible. Sometime soon, I'm hearing they are maybe charging me on this. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Now, I don't know if the players would really want to volunteer that information in the first place because maybe that gives the ownership more reason to, like, you know, play them down in the minors and let that happen there. Um, you know, so I don't even know that our our owners knew. But if they did, I mean, what does that have to do with them? Like, that, that's not their fault, you know. Well, I th- – like if I'm a general manager and I have a player that does have this hanging over their head and right. now you have to look at Tom Fitzgerald at this way. Okay. Michael McLeod didn't have a contract at the end of last year. Cal foot wasn't on the team. Very true. Yeah. So if he did know that this was coming down the pipe and then signed Michael McLeod and then signed Cal foot, yeah. I do think that's a little fucked up. Like if you really felt like the, okay, look this, like this is why I think maybe Fitzgerald didn't know that this was happening or maybe knew, okay, these names were implemented, but there nothing was brought up. And I don't know where this is going. It could so. be people around him and maybe even around the league for the longest time thought this was going to go away. Just like it really did at first. Right. You know? Right. And, and maybe that was the case, but I'll tell you it, like if what you said is true, Bobby, that this legal process and, and a, uh, you know, culmination of this case could take place in two years, uh, you know, Guys like McLeod, Hart, Foot, they're never playing in the NHL again. They just, it's just, they're not going to be in before this case is settled. No right. team is going to sign them until this thing is settled. If it does take two years, uh, you know, maybe then if they're completely exonerated, and I mean, they have to be completely exonerated um, in the yeah. in the court of law, then maybe they get a chance back in the league. But this these motherfuckers maybe need to, I don't know, start applying at Walmart or wherever. Yeah. Do you think you could be completely exonerated from this? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? No. It, uh, there's – this seems like there's so – this looks like the, the whole thing was so fucked up in the beginning. Like they, it was just completely um, – a, a complete disaster as far as how they managed this. Sure, handled so when they up. reopened that case – and they came forward with that, with the all this new stuff. I would have to think that with the amount of shit that they ate 
over how they handled this early on, that they are going to so make sure that any charges that are brought up are fucking Concrete. bulletproof. Right. Yeah. So I would think that these guys are fucked. Yeah. And, you know, you know I got to tell you, it, I got I hate, I hate to do this because there is that, of course, that sentiment of innocence of proven guilty, right, to, to, to some degree. But this has got legs. It, it just feels like why do you keep getting implemented in it? You know, you're, you're either there or you weren't as far as I'm right. concerned, even if you right. were just a party to it and in the other room, if something like that was happening, you have an obligation to stop it. Um, if you it's really aren't something involved, I like don't, just, this is just really disgusting. I just don't understand the mentality of this. Like we've, we've all been friends. Like we are now all of us pushing 50, but we were friends since we were fucking 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Bobby, if you walked into a fucking room and saw me and Dan and whoever else doing this terrible thing to a young girl yeah. or any one of us, not only would you beat the fuck out of us and throw us out of there and call the police or do whatever, regardless of friendship, regardless of any of that, how does knowing what's right and what's wrong get so distorted? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, these are, you know, I know that they're young. They're 18. They're men. And, they're and fucking we, men. It's funny because this is literally coming right back around when we talked about it in the summer. You know, we have all been in uh, ultra party mode and drinking and doing everything. None of these types of situations ever remotely cross your mind that it would be okay, that you'd be willing to be a part of it. So, yeah, how does this mentality happen? And the group mentality, if that's the case and how this is really going, is just so disturbing. I don't really know what else to call it. You know, the I... I have a feeling and, and it just the way that this whole thing has played out and it's just, again, reckless speculation. But we know that there was one player that met this girl, was drinking with this girl, had voluntary consensual sex with this girl up in his hotel room, then proceeded to call all his buddies in and make this thing 10 times, you know, into what it is now. I believe that that guy is McLeod. You think so? I believe that you are going to find out that that was McLeod, the one he was the fucking ringleader in this. He was the only one out of all these guys that never said a peep, that completely scrubbed his fucking social media when this whole thing happened. Like just yeah. everyone else had well, something to say, you know, even if it was just I had nothing to do with it. You're going to know as the trial goes on, you're yeah. going to find out. And I see what you're saying, the logic there. I mean, I look at that and it could have been like, Back when they realize this is bad, they all got lawyers, and one lawyer might be saying, "You say absolutely, you know, they have different uh, ways sure. of handling stuff." So yeah. I don't necessarily go by that. It would be, you know, for the jury to decide when they see the evidence. And I think, you know, if that is the case, you will know that by the end of this trial. If, if we're uh, following the details of which, frankly, like it, at this point, I don't know about you guys. Like either way, you're making a good argument that. He, these guys are done with the devils and they're definitely done for the season. Right. So it's, you know, it, as, cause it's so unpleasant. You don't even want to know about it. Uh, it's just another awful story in the news, but you know, it is, it, it happened with your team. And I do think you have some legit questions like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Fitzgerald should or shouldn't have known about it. Um, that, that means nothing except from the business point of view. Like you're right. Like he made those signings, curious what did he know what was in his head you know yeah. like uh, he heard i mean everybody heard something 
right? It was in the news before he made the title McLeod. So what do the teammates feel? What do the what do McLeod's boys all feel on this team? I think the Devils are probably more relieved than the anybody else, the 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 players, because you know there were gonna get certain amount of questions about this. I mean, not from the regular interviewers we see TV. They they're not gonna touch this. But at some point they were gonna be asked by media around uh, the league and they will eventually it'll it'll probably come back up but knowing that that very question what what do you think about this yeah i mean imagine being that guy and like and i think you know i think they would all have an opportunity to you know think for a second and and both not like jump the gun but also don't just fall into some kind of stupid group think thing like is maybe the whole problem here um and blindly defend him like that all would be it's like a mess and i think like Ownership should definitely be talking to players, you know, um, however that works out, it's going to work out. And, uh, you know, I'm focused on playing hockey just as basics. Don't get involved with this one way or the other. I mean, right. really, I mean, it would really be bad if we had some guys on this team that came out like defending McLeod and stuff before oh, this whole thing is done. Like I, I would be really I haven't disappointed. Heard it yet. You no, know, I, I haven't I, either. I, and I, I don't hope, think they will, but I hope we that don't. would be really disappointing. Um, I mean, unless they know something that it seems like nobody else knows and it, it, nothing looks good on this. So it's hard for me to imagine that anybody has some secret information that their buddy is innocent and nobody knows and man, he's getting no. railroaded. I, it's, I find that a tough story to believe. But, you know, you sitting here just seeing what's in the news and it's very little. We don't know how this is going to play out. Um, but, you know, boy, it does not look good. And, you know, you're saying about these guys playing in the NHL again, like these guys could be doing some serious jail time. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is a criminal case. I mean, this, this is, is not, some. Yeah. 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 This is, this is, you know, one bad decision in your life. And then now you're fucking ruined. You are ruined. You deserve They're, to be. You d- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely deserve but, to be. You know, everybody has the opportunity to throw it away. And let's face it, with their gifts, they threw away a lot. You know, oh, they're, they're playing in NHL in a, in a way, living the dream. And, you know, like it, these kind of crimes always drive me insane, too, because it's like, I don't even I mean, there's no justification for this behavior. And certainly not from, you know, athletes who, let's face it, I mean, I, do they, they, you know, should know better. They should be able to navigate the world of women at this point in their lives. Uh, like gentlemen, yeah. they sh- certainly should have enough opportunity to do so. And the fact that if this is how they were acting as is charged, what a, what a fucking waste of an opportunity to be a, a good stand up man and enjoy a real life. Uh, really? And, it makes you, you know, but it really, yeah, it's just like the whole thought of it just makes me feel dirty. Like, and, and I, I, yeah. I, I feel dirty that this is my fucking team. That yeah. this is the, you know, like, like, because like you said, those questions are hanging over because if Tom Fitzgerald knew that this was coming down and he still signed these guys, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, then at that point, two opportunities to explain that, right? Like number right. one, he, he got bad Intel and it was like, oh, this will blow over. And that's kind of cold. And then the other way is even worse, which is like, oh man, I don't believe this accusation, you know, and, and like, you know, I don't know. Wait, there's no way he could have good evidence, but he if he showed like a bias of definitely betting on this, what does that show you? you know? Now, I, I kind of look at it like, think about it. Like if he really, okay, we all knew that there was something there. Right. Something that was in the could, could be yeah, coming down. Okay. So it kind of makes sense. Then you will go and you, you get, like we talked about, no sick right. and tyranny and you only sign McLeod for that one year because mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know what's happening. I don't really want to fucking pay this guy a lot of money, guarantee any money and, you know, hitch my trailer to this fucking clown. 
Right. Uh, but the going out and getting Cal Foot when you knew that he was another one of these dudes that that's may gotta be, be like, a, in this, oh, like, right? Like, why would you? Yeah, pick up like that's one? the one that you're like, no, 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 I'm not but touching that really, fucking guy. Do you really remember the timing? You know, which came first? Mm. I don't. Like, were, was these signings done and then the news I broke? I think Cal Foot was done um, after all this shit. Well, I think I've heard later, about it first. I think Cal Foot was signed, and then I think the last thing that happened was McLeod got his extension. But I don't know for 100%. Yeah. But I, I do mean, think the know, earliest thing was – it was in the news that something was around McLeod. Cal Foot, right. I had no yeah. idea. So, you know, but I, then again, I'm not the one signing him from <laughs> – who's expected to do research on it. But yeah. I had never heard Cal Foot's name until this broke last week. Yeah. Uh, in this. He signed August 9th. Another one to a one-year, two-way contract. That would definitely Foot. Be after, I think. After, yeah, that was Cal Foot. And when was, was when was um, uh, McLeod's extension? Earlier in the summer? I think It was so. the summer, though, right? It was like Yeah. It, t- it, t- it took a couple weeks. It wasn't right after the season, that's for sure. Okay. It was after the Cup. So maybe June, something like that. I think we even waited a few weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah. But no. I feel like we heard about this story even before that. When was it? first time that was like swirling in the news wasn't it before i mean i can i don't remember and maybe it's irrelevant but so i don't want to get hung up in a detail but yeah i mean the well, devils have a mess on their hands with this they're gonna have to just july, try to put it behind them the first week of july the new jersey devils have agreed terms to a contract extension with former first round pick michael mcleod he is locked in for next year and will have an aav of 1.4 million and then they put out a tweet. The buddies are back. We have re-signed Nate Bastion and Michael McLeod. It was the same day. And it was June, July 2nd that both okay. of those guys were signed. So, so you know, I, I do think the story was out there ahead of time. So that means that, you know, Fitzgerald and company had to make a decision. Like, is this story a real thing or is it going away? Oh, you know, look, let's yeah. face it, guys. Like, this 2018 thing happened in 2018. Everybody knew about the problem, uh, but they uh, – many – had thought it gone away. But, mm-hmm. And then, so really what we're asking is, did they know that it had, I mean, that was all in the news earlier that the Canadian Congress took that up and forced this to, to be reopened. Really. I want to say it was back last spring. Right. Mm-hmm. It was about, yeah, it was yeah. about that. And it they would have right, known pretty much right around when the season ended. So they would have yeah. known at that point, so there right is right a potential. June. There is a potential. Yeah. This, this is, is going to blow up in your face. So fucking ugly and just terrible. Yeah. I just hope that this girl, this poor fucking girl, this the victim here, she gets her justice. Um, you know what? However, that plays out, and and these guys are held accountable for the, what they did, and and that's it. What I do you mean, think? Uh, there being a, a prior settlement, and you know that was, I guess, at some level. Canada hockey, hockey uh, Canada, yeah. like yes. paying a, a settlement for taking some of the blame. Um, th- that being the end of it, that was not the end of it, but it was only because of some journalism, right? Yeah. And, and, and think about this, like what extra justice, because I got a couple ideas, but what extra justice does this afford versus letting them handle it the way they tried to? Well, I mean, you, the way that you try to is you're burying everything. You're letting everybody just go free and thinking that if you just pay this girl three and a half million dollars, she right. will someday come to grips with this and maybe maybe be able to trust another man in her life, maybe be able to be intimate at some point in her life. And we're just going to fucking not think about her as long as these guys who are 
you yeah. know, property of NHL and teams Canada, can go uh, and do what they did. And that's why they buried the story. Yeah, Hockey Canada who and, works off of a, a combination of taxes and donations. Right. They'll make the money up. And meanwhile, the people that were involved with it will pay zero price criminally or even, or even yeah, financially, that's, right? Yeah. Zero accountability. That's that's yeah. the hard part in right. all this, yeah. too. I mean, it's bad enough what the players did. That's the ultimate sin. Got it. But this other group that tried to bury this, they're just as guilty. And, yeah. they, and they, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs over it. And, you know, they, they a lot of guys resigned. A lot of people got were fired, were resigned. I don't think it's, anybody it's was. It's weird. You know, like, why would they? I mean, I would see, like, if you were this organization, I don't even know why they would seek to do this. I know. Well, we want to protect the, the image of Canadian hockey. It's like, right. Wait a second. Ruining this it. Has, yeah. You're ruining it because <laughs> you're basically contributing to this, uh, by trying to pay her to go away. It's basically bribery at that point, uh, because you think it'll be, you'll be cast in a bad light when, yeah. you know, truth comes out either that, or if you're going to look at this, uh, what I think is not only cynical, but probably disgusting is that if they believe all oh, this, this person, has a specious claim, but even if we prove the innocence of our guys who we believe to be innocent, it's going to tarnish our name. That's why we paid her off. And, and that's frequently an excuse used why people get paid off. Maybe sometimes it's right, but it sure doesn't smell right. Right. It doesn't feel yeah. like right. uh, something an innocent person should doing. Basically you're saying, Oh, we're going to pay this extortion from this individual. Exactly. So they make them go away. And I don't think that's the case. Um, it seems like a, an awful way to run an extortion racket uh, to go through that whole situation like that. I don't believe it. Well, these guys are, you know, for the, I feel bad for the victim. Now she has to go through this all over again. She's right. going to have to be in court. She's going to have to be, you know, telling her story again. And that's got to be one of the, if not the hardest thing to ever fucking do. Um, you know, she yeah, did. Accept- someone on the other side point at her, telling her she's a liar constantly, yeah. you know, just trying to and- break her down and. And especially the fact oh. that she did go to the room with a player that we know. We know that right. the report that came out was that there was consensual sex there. over and over again. Right. No, she is like, going to be hammered on that. So we're to believe that you, yeah, sorry. We're to believe that you, you know, weren't okay with, you know, other people joining or this or that. Oh, yeah. Like it's just gonna get you know I wonder, you know, this is how Jody Foster and the accused all over. And then again. there's a whole nother dimension too, because if this is like a case brought up about a case being dropped, then there's a whole bunch of other set of questions. Yeah. You're like right. who did you talk to like what did the the original prosecutors have to say? What did the people from Hockey Canada say? Who approached you with this settlement and how did how that all work like that's a whole nother this like, is gonna I be don't like, even understand. It's this is going to be, be like fucking OJ caliber fucking courtroom shit for Canada, yeah. man. Yeah. You well, kidding I don't me? Think we'll be covering every minute of it because it's going to be long and like every other court case, more boring than you first think it's going to be. Yeah, this uh, is true. But it's definitely never going to not be ugly. I guarantee you that. It's an no. ugly look. I, I, I mean, it, it's just kind of fucking like, man. What else can happen to this team this this year, right? Like, kind of fits in uh, with every with all the injuries and the lack of playing potential, and and maybe this is the, uh, you know, the uh, weird tension that's been hanging over this team. Maybe it's partially a, a reason, which is ironic when part of the season McLeod was one of our best players. You know, maybe trying to exercise those demons, if you will, but it it didn't work, and uh, you know, some some things you can't bury. Well, maybe he can start some, you know, prison yard pickup games and stuff. You know, he might, maybe he'd be the best guy there. Yeah, got that you know, for you. Carter Hart goalie in, you know, that could work out. 
you know, they could have a pretty fucking good penitentiary hockey team. team. They, they would probably beat any other nation's top five. Uh, I agree. Right. Do we have an entire like line? Wait, we got Calfa defenseman. We got yeah, a goalie. We, we got the forward. Uh, we got a forward. What about the other two? All we needed is uh, we need a wing. We need some wingers. Yeah, we need some. Wing- oh, actually, there's I only feel like five. the Swedish guy might be a winger. Oh, there you go. It's gonna now, have to be four and four. I heard something about this Swedish guy, and and then this is where I'm. Right. So the Ottawa Senators. Now I don't know. This is kind of was I I, I heard this through um, on. XM. No, I heard it on XM, and but I'm I'm almost positive that this is the way it went down. So you know how the Ottawa Senators trying to remember it properly. The Ottawa Senators were just sold, and the there were two. Uh, the original owner, when he passed away, had left it to his two daughters. They were running the team up until the sale. Gotcha. This guy that was playing in Switzerland was drafted by the Senators. When this came out. The two women owners sent his ass to Switzerland. They said, there's no way he's playing on our fucking team. So they took the initiative to get him out of North America and shipped him to Switzerland because they didn't want him on the team. So if they knew, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they were just like, you know what? We're not even going to have, even if this is even an accusation, even if it's baseless, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Well, there's that business decision, right? And Mm. it is interesting that the two women, could make the business decision there that maybe I don't know. Is so at least for them, it could play. be. It's just more of kind of an ethical decision. Don't care what the black and white is. Where a lot of our GMs are almost like trained lawyers. It's it's like fact and fiction, and they deal with fact. And the fact at the time is it's an allegation. I know, but here's what annoys yeah, me: it's also the fact that if you, a man and a woman are going to look at these things, these things differently. Oh, yeah. absolutely. A lot of them. I would like saying to think it's that a decision to like he would let it go. He would have I, cut ties. I, I still I think like would've. there's a decision here you have to like make because if you get they'd like do medical searches and everything. If a player has something that is going to potentially show like a problem down the road, he doesn't have any problems. I'm not going to miss any games, but like the x-rays don't look good of this or that joint or some previous. They will not, you know, not sign people based on that kind of information. This is a lot like that. Like you have something like that's True. a ticking time bomb that's going to take you off my team. Oh, and by the way, make my team the center of some shit media for a long time. Yeah, um, that's a huge fucking business liability. And I, I am curious how you, as a GM, justify putting that aside when it's it's such a huge. I mean, look, I think if this was just Cal Foot, it would be even more bewildering. Bewildering, but McLeod. I mean, I get it. He's got such an upside for your team. That maybe it goes in the calculation too, but boy, uh, now that that move did not pay off, I, don't, I wonder if, if Fitzgerald's asking himself, "Was it worth it?" You know, especially where we are in the season. Yeah, right. Like, was it worth bringing you those know, guys in and, and taking all you, this shit? And, and maybe it made your team worse this year. I don't know. Your analogy of the risk analysis on it is is I think spot on. I mean, go back to this summer, right? Who was the Minnesota Twins uh, outfit or, or uh, player that the Mets were going to sign this this off season uh, before the season started this year? Was it Cabrera or was uh, that it? they I were going to so, sign yeah. him to some ridiculous contract? Mm-hmm. And they came back saying, "Ah, uh, the X rays on his leg don't look right. great for long and term. Right. For long yep. term, and they didn't sign him. And then said the the Giants did the same thing." and said no to him, and yep. then he ended up just going back to the Twins, and they signed him. But, yeah, it's the same thing. You're looking at this thing and saying, yeah, it might not 
might not happen for two years, but we're signing the guy to six. You know, you don't you don't want that. Um, I think Tom Fitzgerald was probably really hoping that anything that if he did know about it. All right. Well, maybe we get through the season. This shit comes down maybe in the summertime or whatever. And then, you know. I don't have to think about it too much. It's the fact that it I happened. certainly That's don't want I, to hear him ever complain that, well, these players didn't tell me about it was in the news, buddy. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't even matter. If they yeah, told when you. we're talking about it, right. you know, on this show, then right. I, yeah, Tom Fitzgerald had to have more information than that. It's just ugly. It's ugly yeah. and it yeah. fucking hurts this team. And, you know, it sucks. It sucks. But I, I don't believe the Tommy's a coincidence. And, and, and I understand because even as a fan, I almost appreciate it. And a selfish thing to say if it affected this case negatively, but if, if all other things were equal, good. I mean, I hope that this fades into the background a little bit and you can have your sport that you love back. This is what's awful about these ugly cases. And there have been others in history of sports. Uh, it, it really just like makes it really hard to enjoy the game. Uh, yeah. you, you're going to supposed to now, you know, maybe, maybe one day in the future, we're reading details of this case. You come across on the news and, oh yeah, let me turn on my team now. Like it's, it just feels awful. And um, then if you got to start asking questions about how we got here and this and that, what a distraction for this team, what a uh, unhappy thing for the fans. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, does it fade into the background? Boy, I don't know. You know, early on in a thing, it's kind of hard to imagine. And then sometimes news stories do kind of like, you know, ebb and flow. And um, but, you know, I don't know. Was this going to be like a front and center story the whole way through? I think I this will be hanging really good. And we were talking talking about a long playoff run. Even in some ways would have been even more annoying. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you have it. You but know, now, a lot of attention then. But now can this team put all these distractions uh, you know, in the, in the back of their heads, can they put all this injury bullshit in the back of their heads and start yeah. moving forward, which is like the unofficial mm-hmm. second half of the season coming up? Because look, man, the way that the last couple of games went, we have not looked good. No. And this is even more bullshit. And, you know, I really worry about this team so far. And, you know, before we move on from the Michael McLeod stuff, uh, is there anything else that you guys want to add on that? Nope. No, I, I hate that I even had to, make myself speculate even a little bit um, because that's unfair to any party, Tom Fitzgerald, all them. But my final thought on it is again, just the smell test and going back to the summer when it was a one-year deal and then got all these centers and news came out, it all seemed fishy and it never went away. And I just, I I don't want to say point blank that the guy's guilty, but I mean, when you're this involved in something this close, uh, and it doesn't look good. There's something you didn't do right, okay? Even yeah. if you weren't like a main perpetrator, there's something you didn't do right. And for that, um, goodbye. Even if you were in that room and didn't touch that girl, if you kept quiet, you fucking, you, you I, deserved to if be. If I were with a group of five guys and we were sharing a room or whatever, and then like if I was out of the hotel that night, like I wasn't with, I was rooming with them, but I wasn't with them. Right. I'd have come out and freaking said that. I'd be yeah. like, whoa, hey, listen, I was at the yeah. bar down the road. Yeah. I don't know what happened at 11 o'clock or whatever. So, um, but again, if I were also in that position, would a lawyer come to me and say, don't say anything? I don't care. Don't say that. Don't say whatever. Maybe. You'd be so scared know. for your life. I don't know. So, again, I hate the speculating. But as far as I'm concerned, um, I think we're done with them. I think we move yeah. on. Um, don't need that kind of that kind of crap on a team. Yeah, you don't need that. Don't, kind of, don't need that kind of person around you. I mean, no, just, no. Yep. These are these are fucking people that did a. If they did it, 
if they're found guilty, it is a heinous crime and they should be fucking dealt with. Even I just keeping the secret is guilty enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think you uh, knew. Of the younger fans, you know, he, McLeod himself probably had quite a few fans out there, you know, and then, you know, it's yeah. it's got to be uh, awful for these younger fans and their families, especially. But, you know, like you said, they're going to have no choice. There is no choice for the team and for the fans, but to move on and just hope that justice, whatever that is, is actually done. That's it. It's all we can hope for. So we'll move on from that. I'll give it a little shout out here. We have a new read from DraftKings, guys. We have a new script. Whoa. Make yeah, fun. Pucker Nation. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. They do know it's a hockey podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play response. I hate reading this. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus best expire 168 hours after issuing cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That was so, good. We, I liked we, it that when you did this read. Yeah, I got like a tour de force of different accents. Yeah, I was really it, going all it was over good. the place. Uh, for a while, <laughs> it was like a little bit Southern, you know, like a little yeah, like yeah. Cletus from the Simpsons kind of. <laughs> yes, that's and what then, I was. And, and then at one point, it was kind of like Michelangelo's surfer dude, you know. Those, yeah, like, it, oh, that was and, more Otto of the Simpsons. I was kind okay, of doing my whole. Close. Yeah, that's right. Otto is just like an older version of uh, of uh, Brad, of uh, Sean Penn. He's just and, trying uh, to hit all the time. demos. He's trying to get everybody <laughs> interested in one read. It was pretty brilliant, good. And, actually. And then at the end, you went into full-on announcer guy. And then at the very, very end, it was like uh, – a full-on announcer guy who just hates his life now. It right. Just, it goes good. too long. It's not your fault. <laughs> where I was. I was really I, hating my life. I already point. had that shit out of my mind, and Dan remembered the five phases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Bobby, you got some news about the All-Star game? Yeah. Looks like justice is served for Jesper Bratt, at least. He's going to be replacing He's Jack He's being Hughes. traded? Yeah. Oh. He's going to be replacing Jack Hughes in the game. Jack's still going to be there, be the captain and all, but... Um, rightfully so for uh, the next person on our team that should probably be picked for that. It's Jesper Bratt. We have our opinions on what he's been doing lately while the devils are in their death spiral. Um, but he is quietly sitting at 50 points. I mean, he's not having a horrible year, so good for him. Good for us to get somebody out there. All right. Here's the, um, here's the, the reckless speculation question mm-hmm. is Jack Hughes healthy enough to play in the game. And Fitzgerald said, you ain't fucking playing in the game until you come back and play with us. Or is he legitimately not healthy enough to play? My gut says that. He's the first one. He's He is ready if real hockey were on right now. And they're going to use this time for a little extra rest, which will never hurt. And Jack will be back for game one. That's what I'd like to believe. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it's both, you know, like. Um, he physically can play, but he knows it's a bad look and yeah, just going to recuperate. And then also like, 
the team would have to be insane. Like he could get hurt in some weird freak way. Yeah. And well, because this whole recover. accident was a weird freak accident. Yeah. Exactly. He just fell. You know, I mean, yeah, it, you could fall in an all star game. You don't yeah. need to be laid out. And uh, if that's what it takes, it's not a freak you know, accident for trouble. Jack. That's a frequent <laughs> yeah. accident. That's true. Jack. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so that's hard. good. At, at least we don't have to deal with that. And because uh, yeah. if anybody listens to the show, you know, A, we hate the all star game. And so, B, right. when there was talk that Jack was going to be playing in it before he played for us, we were not happy about that. So I didn't even know when right. it was. Like, I, I just assumed it was like tonight and tomorrow because we've been off yes. for a couple of days. I was like, right. Apparently, other teams are still playing hockey. We're just off for 10 days. I think last yeah. night was the last night. Well, I think everybody's off now. Yeah. So I'm assuming then, it's Saturday, Sunday? Does that I, sound it, right? I think it's Skills Friday, and, Saturday yeah. or something. Yeah, That's I'm how much. Sure I don't because, even know. And I got a, I got a nine-year-old who likes to watch. Like, we watch the skills together. But I don't right. know what it is. And then I asked him because he like, remembers skills. all this stuff. And he's like, I don't know, Dad. I think it's in February. I, I might not watch it live, but I'll watch some of the skills. At least the highlights so the, of the skills. I like the, the skills. That's fun. The yeah, game is Saturday, all right, and I believe that Friday night is the um, the skill competition. Yeah. Okay. So six o'clock on Friday is um, oh, February first. What is that? That's Thursday, Thursday before Groundhog yeah. Day. Um, so they're doing something on Thursday, and then That's tomorrow, February, day February after. the day after. Yeah, February second. Um, is Friday. That is, I believe, the skills competition, and then the game is three o'clock on Saturday. Okay. So they're doing. That's how they're doing it. So, so let me ask you yeah. a question, Dan. Like you said, like me, if you had to choose between one or the other, I would choose the skills competition. Sure. Even if I can go to one, I would go to that. I think that would be yes. kind of fun. But did you see it last year, and maybe in the last couple of years, you noticed I've seen the, it a last the trend years. they're doing? I don't know that I'm as big a fan Goofy, anymore. You're talking about the cards and they're Vegas. They're like standing surf, up on a building and words. Yeah, yeah, stuff and like that. that was like, crazy. I, I kind of like the on ice stuff. Playing what about golf the one where they were like in, in that lake? Yeah, it, yeah like in the playing yeah, golf hit, with hockey sticks. Uh, yes. You know, they were playing that par three in Florida last Absolutely. year. I yeah. think was one. Like, I yeah. get, I get what they're doing to kind of you know make it seem more fun. I, yeah. I'm just old school in the fact that I like watching a sniper just hit those four targets in four straight shots. I think that's phenomenal. I don't want to see you. In your you bathing suit on a jet ski, to... hitting a surfboard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see fucking Ovi's kid coming out and fucking, you know, doing his little stupid thing and scoring on Roberto Luongo. Luongo should have stuffed like that. that kid and That's then right. checked him. Exactly. <laughs> just swat him away. That's know? it. The shit out of here. But you now the All Star game, it's a you know it's a dumb exhibition game, and I, I it annoys me. Uh, the skills competition though is kind of fun when they did it, like you said, when it was just like okay, fastest skater, hardest shot, accuracy. Uh, what else did they used to and do? And they still do that. They just break right. out to that weird stuff. And then stuff. they have all weird yeah. games now. Like the yeah. goalies get to shoot. Like I was watching goalie that last shooting. year. They did that with the goalie shooting, and you get points if you hit the the target and then if you yep. get it into the through the little target into the net you get more points and then it was just yeah it was strange uh these rules and stupid games that they play but i don't know it's it, you know i guess some people like the game's it. like even worse the game is so silly it's like nobody cares about this game and now how are they doing it like because i i heard that jack and quinn were are picking teams so are they not doing the divisions anymore like playing like know. the metro versus the atlantic and then the yeah, I don't know how that. I don't even know. I mean, and I also like the old school. I'm fine with three on three. I have no problem with that. I think the all star yeah, game should be cool. three on three. You're Absolutely. gonna you, you really want to show off your skill, not what not trying to fucking do clog up the neutral right. zone. Yeah, like come on. You know, so three on three, but I like east versus west. 
I mean, that yeah. was always kind of cool. I mean, make it East versus West. Hey, as long as you put something important on it, like home field advantage for the Stanley Cup Finals, that would be good. There you go. All right, that's, yeah, that's that exactly help. what an All Star game should be for. That's what to, it should do. Deciphering who gets home field in the most important series of the year after you worked your ass off all season for it. <laughs> yep. All right. Could you imagine, right? Like, uh, you know, the like the San Francisco 49ers have to fucking go play the NFC Championship game in Detroit because, uh, or the Super Bowl in Kansas City because somebody lost an all-star game in the middle of the right. year. Like that's so it's, it's ridiculous. Fascinating. It is, but it's also like, it's also because one city, you know, paid the most dollar amount to the NFL that year. Yeah. That's that's the, and that sucks too. <laughs> that's also ridiculous. It's not like it it's, has anything to do with your success. In the right. NFL, you it's know? just that like the all, all all-star games across the four majors are a joke. I can't speak for basketball actually, cause I don't watch it. Right. Football. We know it was so bad. You know, they have to go, after the championship, which nobody has to care, and now they turned the championship. It, now they turned it into flag football, oh, which, right? Yeah, you know, which which is actually to me a little bit more fun. Actually, to better, watch, probably. you know, at least these yeah. guys are just kind of you know, it's, it's like three on three hockey. It's that equivalent. Yeah. It used to literally mean something to the players to be picked as an all star. Yeah, and they played mm-hmm. a game and they tried to win and they wanted to represent their conference and win. So and it just got lost because you can't hit and you can't right. defend and you can't shoot so, too hard. Let me ask you this question then, because the all-star game in its essence is the NHL's showcase. It's showcase. where the NHL can put out, this is our product. If you watch us, these are the guys you're going to see. This is what it looks like uh, in overtime. <laughs> but, um, you know, the do you agree with the every team gets one player? Or because back when we were, uh, you know, teenagers and stuff. It wasn't like it that. Wasn't you know, like that. that was, it was the best players. There were years we didn't have devils. We didn't have anything. And, you know, right. and we, then we'd be a great like, team. Right. Still yeah. not really have devils. We have nobody in the all-star game. And then it got to a point where, okay, Marty was making it every year, but right. how often were we getting other guys in there? We weren't. Yeah, it was, it was no, bro. Not often. Um, you know, so to have that, at least every team has a uh, representative. Do you guys agree with that or not? I mean, it might make be better for the NHL. They just push the stars on a night like that. It's not like it's a real game representing your team anyway. So, like, you know, I get the idea. Like you said, it's a showcase. Put the uh, flashiest stars. And, yes, we're going to favor offense. There's no place for a defensive defenseman or a defensive forward in the LSR game because that's not what it is. It's, no. it's there just to get some flashy, easy goals that are going to wow new people into the game, uh, hopefully. I remember for a while, players who normally wore helmets would not wear helmets in the All-Star game. Right. You know, and everybody got to be Craig McTavish for a day or two. That faded away pretty quickly. But, like, you know, that's – you. the more it looks like a regular season game that doesn't really matter from who's this guy, who's that guy – it's what's the point? What is the point of it at this point? So you're saying it doesn't really matter if you're picking just the best players or you're picking the best player from one from each team. It it, really doesn't matter. I think it does matter. I think you should pick your best players in the league, even if they favor a few teams. I I will say coincidentally, like not, maybe not so coincidentally today, the best players are spread out a lot more than they used to be. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah, for every, you got Edmonton, you could say, Oh, there's, you know, you got maybe arguably the two best players. And and then after that, everybody's pretty much separated. You know, uh, the best players in the league don't generally play together. You don't find them on forming two lines, you know, like what we kind of used what, to do for a while. What do you think, Bobby? Well, it's a flawed game to begin with. So if you're going to take a flawed game, then fine. Give me, you know, the best player from each team because now, now you're you hitting every market. Right. But if you want to actually make the game entertaining and meaningful 
in a hockey game again. And I think you just go with the best players. Yeah, it, 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 you're, they just don't work. They just they, they all star games just don't work because no, I and, you understand why you don't want the guys getting hurt in the middle of the year in this game. Got it. And then if you put together an all star game for us post Stanley Cup in July, nobody's watching that shit either. And nobody's like, there's playing no in win. That. Right. Yeah, nobody's going to play in that. And, and and if you look at the All Star Game for you know how the NHL looks at it, then yes, having a every team represented makes sense. You know, you are hitting every market. Every you know, you don't want to sit there just because Columbus is a bad team, and you know who, nobody in that guy. market's going to watch it. But no, at least we have you know whoever's in it from that team. What happened with Patrick Line? Did you guys hear anything about this? No, I did not. That what he left Columbus for – did something happen? Uh, no, I think he checked himself into substance abuse, I believe. Oh, shit. Yeah. That Mike stuff Bob, just Bob came out like ago, fucking right? drinking, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah, I didn't well, read what substance. I, I believe that's what I heard. Yeah. Well, I, I hope he. I uh, hope he's all right. I hope yeah. he he makes it out of there okay. Good for him for yeah. checking himself in. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope he's all right. But, yeah, I heard that he had left the team. I was like, oh, don't even tell me another fucking guy in this uh, – Right. Oh, you know, nothing to do with what, that. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but I don't know, man. Uh, the All Star Game, I, I'm with you. It's 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 bullshit, uh, and that's why, like, when the the NHL put out the lineups, and I'm looking looking on X, and all these people are getting bent over who's on their uh, All Star Game, or how come this guy didn't make it? This guy should have been at, like it's an exhibition game, guys. You know like, what though? You want to know the truth? That's probably where the all-star game gets more heat than anything else is people bitching about who made it and who right. didn't make it. And you see this in other award shows, right? Like, Oh my God, this movie's nominated, sure. but not that movie. And, and you know, no matter what it is, uh, people are upset. This person won a Grammy. That is probably mo- the most interesting thing about these award shows. And when you face it, the all-star game is kind of like the award show for Rocky. Yes. I know they got the awards at the end of the year. Nobody gives a shit about, but you know, it's got that kind of, and- and this is where it's further flawed because you have a um, a voting element, right? Which we've seen how that can go. You've seen a state like vote like crazy for a subpar player to get sure. in one of these games. It just takes off right of a life of its own. And he gets in over somebody who's more deserving based right. on their points and performance. But if you leave it up strictly to analysts, coaches, managers, then you're also going to feel slighted when your guy doesn't get picked because some expert is saying that, you know, player x play right. better than player y it's just, they're soliciting it's fans really to get no involved way. you know they have fan votes and right. stuff on purpose just to get fan interest best but thing like to do when, is just take it for what it is enjoy right. it or not like, and that's it. how many ranger fans had their fucking panties in the bunch i must have read so many a, a thousand fucking twi- tweets about panarin should be in not shesterkin this is bullshit like first of all we just said the all-star game uh is all about it's it's uh you know, offense. So you need goalies. So it's, it, you know, you're going to look at any team that's got an over, uh, you know, above average goalie and the NHL is going to say, okay, I want Soros. I want Shesterkin. I want Vasilevsky. Those are the three coming from guys, those teams because you know, we need goalies. You know that, the, that when you watch your own team, the NHL as a whole, the NHL media is always a, a little bit behind. And so I understand players are going, Panarin's having a better year than Shesterkin this year. That's true. But like, wake up. You know, who's your better player? And like you said, the goalie factor, they're going to not include Shesterkin, who won right. a Vesna a couple of years. He shouldn't be in the All-Star game this year. Come on. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and kind of my, my final thought on it is, again, if you go back in time when we were younger, like to say uh, Brodor was a five-time All-Star or something was another kind of bragging right, right. to show his prowess at that position. 
But now it doesn't matter because, again, it's one from every team. So right away you've taken away the, hey, I earned this all-star, and you could be the default devil or the default jacket. You know, right. So it just doesn't carry the weight it used to where it used to be something really looked at positively. It was part of the character of that player to say they're a constant all-star. And for some of our elite guys – it goes without saying, you know what I mean? Right. Connor McDavid doesn't need to go to the all-star game every year for people to know he's a freaking all-star. But he will. He's what you call. We still have a few of them out there, the perennial all-stars. Yeah. That's yeah. What he is. And like, no matter who's voting, Connor McDavid's going to be that guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hughes will be that guy. Jack Hughes will be the devil's just default all-star player for the next seven or he, eight years. He could be uh, at 40 points and Brad could be at 75 and Jack it doesn't matter. Get the it'll, yep. be, it'll be, it'll be Jack. Mean, the NHL wanted him there. I mean, that's why he's there, even though he's got a replacement player. Most of right. the time when you get injured, you don't go to the all-star that, game. That, Jack's going because they want him to do media and I'm sure he wants to do the media too. And they're not going to be like, okay, we'll take Jesper Bratt and put him all the spots. We're going to put Jack in. Nah, they're not going to do Jack that. They've been, team. They've, yeah. been, they've been, they've been, they've been pushing. They've been, you know, the, the NHL has embraced Jack in a way we've never had with the devil. So no. I fully support it, but you see what they're doing. They pump up certain guys. They always did. I watched an old commercial came across Instagram and it, I don't even remember this originally airing, but only vaguely. I think it was like uh Gretzky and how, and I'm, I can't remember if it was a third old timer walked down to the ice and on the pond skating are the new guys. You know, it was like Lindros and, uh, Oh, maybe, um, this sounds vaguely uh, familiar. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was some, some part in the eighties. Um, Boy, I'm, or 90s, or um, I'm trying to remember exactly who else was with them, but it was so corny. And I'm it's like, like a oh, respectful this nod kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. I'm recalling that. Yep. This is made for an old all star game, definitely. Was it an all star game commercial? I had to have been because it, it really seemed like it, but I watched it like without sound and I was like, oh. what in the hell? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what <laughs> was you got that? There? I don't Welcome know. You to your me. daily Uncle Pucker's fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Before we uh, go into something else, uh, or just you know, before we wrap it up, I do want to bring this up. So, did you guys hear <clears throat> what El Capitan said after the Tampa Bay game? He yeah, was, what was that? Because people pretty, are making a big deal about it. Like, well, I think I mean I think people were making a big deal about it just because it's he doesn't do it much. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus. I'll read the article. <clears throat> this is from Full Press Coverage, Jim Bringer wrote this article. It is rare when Nico Heischer speaks loudly to the media. However, the devil's captain had enough of his team's loss this past Saturday night at the hands of the Tampa Bay lightning. He said, quote, disappointing. I'm embarrassed to be honest. Uh, I'm embarrassed to be honest. Heischer said, we got outworked outplayed in such a big game. The way we performed is embarrassing. Heischer was unhappy with how his team performed and the frustration and disappointment on his face were evident during the season. Heischer expresses himself best through his facial expressions, which always looks like he either has to cry or he shit himself. (laughs) However, he had enough after the Devils lost six to three to lightning on Saturday night, even though the Devils trailed the Philadelphia Flyers by five points in the standings for the final spot in the Metro. It feels like the playoffs are an eternity away, a winning streak coming up. And so now he's just writing about that. So what do you guys think about, uh, you know, Nico, uh, finally, actually, instead of going out there, every time I hear him after a loss, sure, I'm disappointed, uh, but, you know, we 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 did some good things. We had opportunities. You know, we were working. Like, yeah, this is like just saying, we're not fucking working. Oh, I'm definitely tired of hearing him, uh, like what you just said there, and I think he's tired of saying them. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it is time to get real, then, and I would like to see him get more vocal about 
you know, demanding more work from his team. If he can't get in the locker room, I don't mind him speaking out because right. I would be look at this captaincy as like, dude, if this is what they're going to do under me, I don't mind like voicing my displeasure. If it makes anybody uncomfortable, good. Get well, a different that's cap. That's what they need. Yeah. Well, he also said, quote, it's just all around not a good game for us. We need the emotion on the bench. We were dead. I think we have to play with a little bit of emotion, he said. Be pissed off. We were soft tonight in front of our net. That's where they scored the goals. So, Damn you know, right. this is There's... an indictment on – he's indicting not just the players. He's indicting coaching. And that's well, how I get out of that. That's a, yes. that's a huge He used the bench. word on the bench, and I agree yes. with you. I, I think it doesn't only mean the coaching. I think it means the whole team's general attitude. But it definitely implies that the, the bench is really, you know, is a combination and the, the coaches are not doing anything uh, to show fire with it. I mean, I see it too. I, I, I see when there's – you know, when you when your coach complains about a call, the look on his face, there's different levels there. And we've never gotten past level one annoyance this right. year with any of our people. Nobody gives a shit. And it's just like, you know, mildly annoyed is the look. Oh, come on. You know, like, but I don't really see the, you know, the urgency Fire. that the fans feel right now. Like, what is this? Go- what is really going on with this team in this season? Um, I'm glad to hear Nico uh Speak out because it makes us feel like we're all crazy when you don't see anybody in your team caring the way that he seems to in that statement. It's great because obviously he does lead by example. Um, his game is very solid. He gives appears like his all every game. Um, he just he's not a big vocal guy, but those are good. And Chris, I don't think you mentioned this quote when you were reading it too, but he also said something about when they come back from breaks, he says, a lot of people have to uh, think about what kind of team they want to be on or be part of something to that degree. Um, again, calling out like, more man. people need to play more like him and he more said, like some of the other. Another quote here starts with compete. Like all the things we talked about, he said, everybody got to start looking in the mirror and ask themselves, including me, how are you get out of it? So how, how are you going to get out of it? Start right. with yourself and then come out of this as a group. He said, uh, it's just, uh, I read that one about us being soft and that's all the quotes I have. Right. I mean, but there's I another line, says, something to the fact of come back and figure out what type right. of team you want to be on. Well, yeah, which is huge. And that's awesome. it. And now's the time. So yeah. If you don't want to put in the work. Oh, um, here it is. There you go. It says, I hope everybody rests up a bit and thinks about what team they want to be a part of coming down the stretch. If we want to be a playoff team, we have to figure something out. Good for him. It's about Absolutely. fucking time, right? It's about time is right. I was thinking that when I heard you guys reading this, I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? And maybe this should have came a lot sooner. But when Miles Wood you know, uh, said that he was tired of being on a bad In team game last two. year. Yeah. Yeah. Game two. And I, it was, was much it. earlier than this point. But, I mean, that was a pretty ballsy thing to say to the media at that point. We loved The it. fans were right there with you because yeah, we, we were, were, you know, chanting <clears throat> fire Lindy after game two. Uh, and you know, it, it did mark a, a turnaround as much as anything else. I mean, maybe he was only saying what a lot of other guys were feeling too. And the words alone don't do anything, of course, right. but, uh, it's good to hear it as a fan, like that somebody notices there is a problem here that needs to be fixed and that, uh, you know, more effort has to be given. And that's what, you know, Woods was saying. And I think that's what he's saying. Yep. Isn't this a, a big indictment on Lindy Ruff and his coaching staff right now? Like to me, if I'm the general manager, I'm calling Nico up in the office and we're having a really long talk about what needs to change in that locker room. And yep. if Lindy Ruff and that coaching staff's name comes up, I have to really think about, 
uh, whether or not I'm going to make this move or not because it's a huge yeah. move to make. But I, when I your team is Gerald's not talking with Nico on a regular basis, so like, yeah. Do, did he lose the room? Is that what's going on? Right. Where are we at with this? I mean, it would be insane for a GM not to have voices uh, tell him what's going on in the room, and chief among them would be the captain. Right. And and if anything, he probably knows anyway. Uh, but he's got to hear it from him. Yeah. You know, right. I'm sure if that he's, he knows. If he's not- asking questions in a million different ways of a million different people, then he wouldn't be doing his job. And no. that doesn't seem to be uh, Fitzgerald's resume. So I, I think he's being as thorough as possible. Yeah. I just know that at this point, again, yes, we're going to get a shot in the arm with some people coming back and the realization that other people who are a key cog of this team, like Mike McLeod, no longer here, move on, get somebody in that position and keep going. Um, it, it's hard to believe that, there'll be that much of a turnaround this late in the season without a major change. Now, again, relatively small hot streak puts him right back in the conversation. But instead of that happening these last couple of weeks, when everybody was losing, particularly the couple teams we were chasing, um, you just threw all those points away. Yeah. So it's getting real scary. And they're going to be really hard to make up. Uh, and, you know, like we've – how many times, Dan, do we say – and we finish it. I always feel like we're saying it again. Is this rock bottom? Because, like, yeah. we thought three weeks ago rock bottom was it. And then three a month ago was rock bottom. Like, is this really rock bottom? Like, guys, look around. Like, it really doesn't get much worse. Yeah, calling uh, rock bottom is about as bad bet as calling for a shutout. And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, Neither but I mean, you go in this, you keep true. going in this direction. The playoffs are not going to be what we're talking about in two months. It's going to be a draft lottery. And I'm not fucking being oh, yeah. hyperbolic here. In like, this direction, the team bursts into flames and, and melts on the ice uh, the last game of the season. Exactly. That's the only way you That's can do this. Where soccer. we're like, ta da, they all evaporated, you know? <laughs> Just confetti falls. And at and least we can have an asterisk. We weren't the yeah. worst team, we disappeared. Right. Oh, a literal a rock falls from the thing. stadium. But that would be that would, that now would be we hit rock bottom. Yes, man. that would be something. Uh, but yeah, it really it's something like there's there's no more like, well, just trade a guy or do this. Like when you're this has now gotten to the point where I think the locker room this, when your captain is saying this shit public, uh, is do you really need to really know? Did did Tom Fitzgerald or did Lindy Ruff lose the locker room? Like you lost the locker room, dude. Your captain didn't call you out by name, but he basically said that this team has had no heart and been soft as fuck all year, and our coach hasn't done anything here to fix it. Our bench yeah. is soft. Nobody's talking. You know, it wasn't. You know, I'm so happy to hear even you saying say like, this, "Hey, but- Lindy Ruff can only do so much." You know, we have to do the job. Like, then you would be like, all right, they're all firmly behind him. On but, a scale of one to 10, how do you rate our captain right now? Let's look at him, the man who's saying what we're all thinking. I'm not saying he's wrong at all, but let's just turn around and think about Nico this season as captain. You know, I don't begrudge him any injuries. I'm saying as the games he played as a captain, one to 10, 10 being the best possible captain. Six. So. Obviously, not an indictment on him as a player. Well, you could put some of his play in. I mean, you got to put it all together, right? Only in so far as you think the play contributes to his captaincy, because, of course, there's a a formula there. But, yeah, go ahead. I I think this last um, speech ticked it up a notch for me, so I'll go with a seven. Mm. What about you, Dan? I think that sounds about right. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I maybe – 
tendency to be between more five and six just because this came really fucking late. Okay. That's my problem. And um, I, I, I've always had a, a couple questions about Nico as captain. I don't know if it's the best use of his talents, but then again, I think he's grown into it a lot. So I would have told you early last year that I don't know if he's the captain we're looking for. And I'm still not sold hundred percent, but I think he's been making a lot better efforts for it. That being said, I think like as a more experienced captain in the future, I think he would have, you know, pushed more buttons earlier. He would have shown that like work ethic vocally when necessary uh, earlier on. Uh, and, but I can't mark him too low because he is out there skating his ass off. He does make a good example. It's very rare that he has a lazy play. And um, so, you know, I get why his play, it kind of like is a nice example in that regard. It makes him a good captain, but the communications, everything, the body language, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I wonder if he is ever going to be 10 material in captaincy. You know, I don't know. He might grow into it in ways I can't even foresee because he grew a lot. Well, that's what I was, I was going to say, like he is growing into this captaincy and maybe in two or three years, he will be that, you know, captain that knows how to deal with pretty much any situation that happens throughout the course of a season. He's still learning. Um, So like, you know, maybe, I don't know why it took him this long. Like, that's my issue. Like you should have, unless he was speaking up in the locker room and they were falling on deaf ears, in which case that's an indictment to his captainship. Uh, And he finally said, okay, I got to make this public. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. Talking about I that Tampa think, Bay effort. How many games could we we saw the same effort? Dude? Yeah, this I mean, is the this first is, time we're hearing it. Yeah, like it, this is wash, rinse, repeat every game yes. for these guys. Like there is nothing new. So yeah, any changes have to happen. And if it's coming from Nico, I give him a ton of credit because you know finally he's saying, like you said, he's saying what we're all thinking. Uh, and Tom Fitzgerald needs it. Like you, dude, you got you got yourself nine, ten days. I don't think that there are going to be no moves done in that before the next game starts. I do think something's going to change. Hopefully, some moves, some health, and literally, I think Ruff, assuming he's still going to be there, you got a lot of time now to analyze. Seriously, have me been putting these lines together? I mean, think about it, man. Timo's not working. Figure it out. Put him back where he belongs on his off wing. Stop shuffling around so much. I don't know what the answers are, but if you're not at least coming out of this break with a change somewhere, then you're not analyzing what's going on. No. And, and you know, so much of hockey is, yes, there's it's skill and, it, you know, God-given ability and all the other bullshit that happened that goes with it. But a lot of it is heart. And a lot of it is like, like you look at, you know, any team that has ever won a Stanley Cup, right? The most effective players for those teams are the no-name bottom six guys that just go out and bust their ass and do what they do. Like, Alex Holt shouldn't be that guy. Alex Holt should be, you know, a little bit further up here. We don't need Alex Holt to be, you know, a defensive dude. Like, put those lines together exactly like you're saying. You don't have Michael McLeod. Make it fucking work. If Timo Meyer's not working, make it fucking work. Like, this is what you've had. I know the injuries. Everyone goes back to the injuries. That I am out on Lindy Ruff. And I right. he lost me at right at the middle of the season. I was on the fence. But like I said a million times, when he was asked how he felt about the first half of the season and his only response was, we've had a lot of injuries, I was done. I was done. And if I played for that man in the locker room, I would have been done at that point, and I would not be fucking playing. 
Yeah, like we said in the history of coaching, I've never heard a coach say that. No. It's always cliche. We play with what's in the room, blah, blah, blah. And there's a reason you say those things. That's yeah. the God's honest truth. Yeah. So you, you, You're building in an excuse that the rest of your team can do use for the rest of the season, uh, no matter what happens. So yeah, Well, you got to take responsibility. I don't begrudge him for mentioning the injuries. And it's like, you know, like, look, despite the injuries – we could have performed a lot better. And that's what I'm concerned with is making the best product every night with the team that we have healthy and we haven't been doing that. And there's improvements that have to be made, you know, like that would be fair. I agree. All right, boys. I think we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Um, Guys, thank you so much for checking us out. We really appreciate you. Keep dropping us your lines and your questions and uh, your, you know, Oh, we had a couple of good uh, uh, emails. We'll talk about next time. Some trade, uh, trade, trade speculation so oh, yeah like so that. that that'd be kind of fun uh right, almost cool. to nashville for uc soros um and yeah it was it was pretty good we'll talk about it on the next show so remind me to do that wherever you're listening to us a like a five-star review a subscription to download positive comment goes a long way to help the uncle pucker new jersey devil podcast we will be back later on in the week for bobby and dan i'm chris we're the uncle puckers we'll see you when we see you Peace out bye-bye <laughs> My wife says that to me anytime, like she's leaving for today. It's bye byes. <laughs> Bobby's got a catchphrase. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's I'm over. Bye byes.